All right, good evening, ladies and gents. I'm Neil McCoy Ward, and I just smashed my knee off this solid table. So that is a great start to the stream.、Um, today we're going to be talking about the jobs report. Now, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm not turning this into a big video, a big production, is because this will only be a short stream. I covered a lot of this on my July 22nd video, so this is really some updates to what's going on in the jobs market. I've just got a couple pages of notes here, so we'll go through this. I think you'll find it quite interesting. The other reason I'm making this video is because I'm not hearing any economists or experts on the labour market talk about these things.、Uh, they're coming out with a lot of nonsense at the moment. So here's the thing. The、uh, figures were announced announced last week. So, two hundred thirty-five thousand jobs were created, as opposed to seven hundred and twenty thousand that was the target. And now everyone is shocked. You know, everyone, all the media outlets,、uh, the politicians. Although Biden's calling it a huge success, of course, but everyone is just shocked by these numbers.、Um, everyone,、um, except me. I'm not shocked because what did I say on July 22nd on that video? The job numbers will nowhere near hit the 720 or whatever they were forecasting at the time, and I knew it was going to be about a third of that. So how did I know that? I'm going to come on to the reasons why in a second, but let's just look at the facts at the moment. Unemployment rate is 5.4 percent. So remember that's the U3 rate. That is not really the unemployment rate. That's U3. U six, which is more accurate, is nine percent. So the unemployment rate really is hovering around nine percent. But if you want to go to the extremes and you want to look at John Williams'、uh, shadow stats and what he puts it at, he puts it at twenty five point four percent there. So of course, there's a lot more to his statistics, but I do、um, really think he's a great guy and definitely check out his website, Shadow Stats. Now the other thing is. A lot of people don't talk about is the labour market or the the, the labour force participation rate, which is still at sixty one point seven percent. Again, this is not going to move the way people think it's going to move. It really hasn't moved dramatically in a long time, way before this this whole crisis kicked in. The labour force participation rate really isn't going to move in in the future too much either. If anything, it might move move down, but I don't think it's going to move a huge amount. Now the USA lost 22 million jobs in March and April of last year. As we know, all the lockdowns started, etc. By August of 2021, so that was last month, only 50% of those jobs have recovered, and people are shocked. No, I'll outline why now those jobs haven't recovered, and、um, it's it's pretty pretty simple. So number one, what did I say? Eighteen months back now, maybe I gave a lecture, lesson, whatever you want to call it, on employment scarring, or some people call it unemployment scarring. What is this? When a business closes down, or collapses, or goes bankrupt, there are you've got to think those businesses employed people, so they had employees. Well, guess what? Those jobs have gone. So this brings me on to this point. So it's a nine. I haven't got the figures, but I think it's nine point one percent unemployment rate in the leisure, hospitality industry like this. And you know, listening to the politicians and people saying, "Well, we need to, we need to help these guys to get back into these jobs." N- no, you know, I mean, what are they thinking? The jobs have gone. The businesses have collapsed. They've gone bankrupt. They are not coming back. 
you know, travel agents and all this other travel industry and a lot of the coffee shops that went and the little restaurants and things, they're not coming back. They were family owned businesses. So all this talk about we need to get them back into those jobs again. What are they talking about? There is no jobs. Those jobs have gone. Oh my goodness. I feel sometimes like I'm living in a, 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 a you know alternate reality and I'm the only sane one here. And all of these experts, like the world famous experts, just haven't got a clue what they're talking about. So that was the first thing, employment scarring. So what happens with that? The jobs are lost. These people who had the jobs are spenders, uh, consumers in the economy. They don't have money, so they can't spend into the economy. But that was replaced this time with stimulus. So they're still able to spend into the economy. Not only that, people who wouldn't have jobs anyway got all the stimulus as well. So now they've made the problem worse. They flipped it on its head by giving lots of people lots of extra money. And now they're creating bottlenecks in the supply chain. Now you've got high inflation. Now you've got everything else. It's just exacerbated a problem that was already there in the first place. So that's that. Um, Next, the reason they can't find employees, well, the baby boomers, so these are people in their, you know, mid to late 50s onwards, a lot of them are retiring. I speak, I've got so many baby boomer clients, you wouldn't believe mentoring clients, people in the private community, um, make sure you join the private community, link below this video, so many clients in there. And they're all saying the same thing, or a lot of them, they're retiring, their stock portfolios have exploded. No thanks to anyone, you know, doing work and productivity. No, it was Federal Reserve creating all the new banking, uh, you know, liquidity, all the new, you know, all this new currency that's just been pumped into assets. Who owns assets? It's the baby boomer generation, which is most, uh, you know, a lot of my subscribers as well. So you guys are doing great. But if you think about the younger generations, they are being decimated, absolutely wiped out. The other problem with the younger generation at the moment and this is where I get all the dislikes and they start, you know, going on Twitter and saying, you know, getting upset with me, is that a lot of the Generation Z or Z, as we say in the UK, are very soft. Sorry, but it's just true. A lot of them are very soft. Not all. You've got a lot of good guys and gals out there, but a lot of them are soft as they come. And this is the other issue. They don't want to go back to work. I had a, a, one of my clients asked me, please speak to my son. You know, he not my terminology. OK, but he said he's gone woke. He won't go back to work. He thinks he's going to die if he catches the, the C because we can't say the word um, at the minute. Right. It keep all these things. So I had to speak to this kid. Really nice kid. Really smart. But he's just I don't know what he's thinking. Um, you know, this guy's an athlete fit as they come. Really amazing kid. But he's just. He doesn't want to leave the house. He's too scared to leave the house. So you've got a lot of these kids that don't want to go back to their jobs, hospitality, leisure, front of house, because they think they're going to they're going to die. You know, it's I don't, we've created this really, really bad economy right now where you've got a lot of the boomers who are out and about, you know, don't want to wear masks and all that sort of stuff. Don't want to, you know, do all the, you know, they just want to have fun who are the people that are more at risk. Then you have the youngsters who have got very, very tiny risk and they're the ones locking themselves up on their phones and on their laptops. They don't even want to leave the house. It is crazy. It's just been flipped on its head. 
So that's the other thing we've got going on. We've got the boomers, we've got the young generation. Next thing that's going to cause it, you've seen all the announcements today, companies over 100 staff, etc. Um, again, we'll see how this plays out. Let's see if it happens, but potentially being forced to make sure all of their staff have got the you know what. And by the way, I'm using all these like this and the C and stuff because my videos keep getting de-indexed or demonetized every time I say these words. So I've realized if I don't say those words, my videos are fine. So we'll, we'll see how we get on. So a lot of people, even though they say it's 85%, and you know, rate people, whatever, I, I actually don't believe the statistics. I think it's nowhere near that number. Just from day to day, speaking to people, you know, speaking to CEOs and business owners on a day to day basis, I don't think it's anywhere near this number. I really don't. I think it's, I don't know. I'm not going to say what I think it is, but I don't think it's anywhere near this number. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think there's going to be a shock that comes in because as people are starting to, you know, the employers say you have to get this, you have to have your, your passport and all this other stuff. I think a lot of people are just going to say no. And you're going to have even more baby boomers then retiring. A lot of people are going to leave. They're going to look for remote work. They're going I think it's just a recipe for disaster. This is going to get worse in terms of the bottlenecks of worker shortage that we've already got. So that's that one. Um, childcare concerns also topping the list. A lot of people don't want to go back to work because of childcare concerns at the moment. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. So I've mentioned stimulus and employment benefits, although that just ended this week, just gone for seven and a half million people. So what they're saying is, well, the economists, well, now those people will have to go back to work and there won't be this unemployment problem. Again, I know I sound like a broken record here, but I disagree because you look at the states that already stopped a lot of the unemployment early. It didn't make a huge, it made a difference, but it didn't make a huge impact like we were all expect, even I was expecting it, right? So I don't think this is going to have the same impact that everybody's thinking it's going to have for these seven and a half million people. Human beings take the path of least resistance. So once we have this, this pain to pleasure ratio, as we call it, there's a tipping point. So I think they're going to have to get a few months into the pain sort of ratio before people then want to go back to, to work, I think. So I think this is going to be a while yet. Of course, we have the dark winter coming. We're coming into cold and flu season. People are going to want to hide and hibernate. I think this is going to have an impact on the job market as well. So, I mean, personally, I if you remember, I said this would probably come in September, October, this, this, real, this big issue. I didn't expect this 235K versus the 720K for August. I thought it's probably going to be September, October. So it's very interesting the way this is all going. It's as if everything is being accelerated by this current crisis. And of course, the last one on this as, as to the why before we go on to the next point is companies, a lot of business owners I speak to and mentor on a day to day basis are afraid to add to their payroll right now because they have to do sign up bonuses. And there's a lot of HR and admin around it, etc. They're afraid to take on more staff because they're uncertain about the future. I don't blame them. I'm uncertain about the future as well. And people say to me, but you, you, you know so much about the economy and finance and you forecast it. Why are you uncertain? Very simply because it doesn't matter how good you are at forecasting. 
when these small, minute decisions, which become major impacts for the world, are done by a very small board of people at the Federal Reserve, which then impacts what the other central banks do. You've really got a handful of people, a dozen people that make these decisions, which impact the whole world. When you've got that and you just don't know which way they're going to go. You know, you remember I was talking about tapering and I was happy with myself that I got the tapering forecast right. Well, now I'm saying, hold on, hold on. With these sort of job numbers, maybe they're not going to taper at the end of the year or the start of next year. Maybe they won't. That's what I'm thinking now. I'm on the fence. I'm 50-50. I actually have no idea if they're going to taper at this point now. Maybe they might have to delay it till next year. But either way, they're in this huge crisis, this liquidity trap now. They either taper and they cause runaway inflation and loads of other issues. 10-year treasury, if that hits, yeah, that 10-year treasury could cause a lot of issues. We could have, it could, you know, there could be a stock market crash um, next year if there's too many issues. They try and raise rates, which they're not going to do. I don't think they're going to do it next year. But they pull all the tapering out with unemployment like this with the stock market sort of plateauing a little bit at the minute, I just think they're going to cause a massive crisis for uh, for themselves. So let's see. I haven't got a, a new forecast for you on that yet. I'm going to wait until the sort of the next Fed meeting, see what they have to say. Although what they say and what they do is two different things anyway. So let's move on to the next point then. And that's the wage rises. A lot of people have been asking me about wage rises this uh, week. Um, 0.6% in one month. This is the highest wage rise on record since records began. And people are saying this is a great thing for wages, etc. Yes, it is. I completely agree. I support higher wages. I really do. However, here's the flip side of it. And this is the downside of it. The problem isn't the wages. The problem is too much currency creation, which again inflates all the assets. So you're getting one group of people, the rich, getting richer and richer and richer. And then you're getting the other group of people. So these are the poor middle class who are getting poorer and poorer and poorer and getting squeezed. This is the biggest issue here. Now, of course, no one's addressing this. When you raise those wages, what do you think is going to happen at the end user? So the consumer, they're going to have to increase costs. You can't, in, you can't like add costs to the business without them passing on those costs at the end. Because what, you think that the business is there just for fun? No, they want to make a profit. So all these people that are getting the, the wage rises, well, it's going to be impacted into the inflation rate. So really, it looks great, but no one's really going to be moving upwards with their wages. Sorry to, to say this. And I don't know, I just feel mad at the minute because why is no one talking about all these things? It all seems common sense to me. But as I say, uh, common sense isn't very common these days. So let's see the other things then. Yeah, we talked about inflation there. Now, the other problem is that the wage rises, which typically should be based on performance. So companies doing well, the staff are doing well, they're getting you know better educated and more experienced and all of this. And the productivity is great. So the company's doing better, more profitable you increase the wages. is only fair. However, what's going on right now is nothing to do with that. They are increasing the wages because of supply and demand. There isn't enough workers because of the crisis that has been, it's a man-made crisis. So there isn't enough workers. 
So now there isn't enough workers, well, these companies are paying more. But here's the other thing with it. You can't create more, more people into the workplace by waging, uh, raising those wages because the participation rate is what it is. So really all you're doing is competing with the other companies to, to poach their staff. So you just add into the problem again. This is madness. Um, but either way, if you're looking for a new job at the moment, now is the perfect time because you can actually request a higher salary. You can get better wages. Uh, you, can, you can really do well at the moment. Uh, but let's see what happens when eventually the Fed has to make a move where they get trapped between a rock and a hard place and they have to make a move. They're either going to add more liquidity, which is going to make inflation and everything else worse, or they're going to dry up the liquidity. That was the mistake they made during the Great Depression. They took all the liquidity away, caused a market crash. I don't know which way they go, but either way, they're going to go towards a market crash or they're going to go towards even more higher inflation, which is going to increase this wealth divide. You're then going to move into the new realm, which we haven't really talked about too much, which is social unrest. And this is where you get more violence and protesting and a lot of other issues. But I guess that that is for another video, another day. And I was actually thinking, gosh, it's so late here in the UK right now. I probably got big bags into my eyes. I'm pretty tired. I've already done two videos today. I've made your video, which will be out on Sunday. It's a bit of a longer one. And I was on a radio station in the USA today, a big radio station. Uh, so that was uh, all today. And I thought I'm going to be exhausted. I'm not going to be even congruent on this stream. But actually, I think I've surprised myself with this. Maybe I'll be okay for late streams in the future. So thank you so much for watching. Please click the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Apart from that, uh, I hope this stream was helpful, explained a lot with the labor crisis right now. Uh, take care. God bless. See you next time.